Hey, I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex. Every month I jump onto Rado's channel and I talk about my top five games of the month. I like keeping it positive, so that's what I'm doing. Talk about my favorite games. I play anywhere from 20 to 30 new games every single month, and so these are the top five from those. Let's get into January. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. My number five is Chicken vs. Hot Dog from Big Potato Games. And... This game is dumb, but luckily, it is also dumb fun, okay? So if you want a dumb fun game, this is it. If you want a strategy game, this is not it. This is essentially flip cup with inappropriate looking cups. And you definitely know what they look like because they look like the same thing to everybody. And so if you're okay with that, then this game is fun, all right? This is... You know, this is the game that you're going to play with people who don't play a lot of games and you're standing around drinking a beer. If you have nights like that, if you have people in your life like that, they will love this game. All you do is you reveal a challenge, both teams bid on that challenge, and then you have to try to accomplish that challenge. So sometimes it's a double flip. Sometimes you're throwing it over your shoulder. Sometimes you're throwing it between your leg. Everybody will be bad when you start this game, but as you play it more, you get pretty good. You figure out the weight of the inappropriate looking things, and then you start flipping them and sticking them and feeling pretty good about yourself. So again, if you want a dumb, fun game you know what you're getting in this game you look at this right now and you go <laughs> i see what that's all about and so if you like that then this will definitely be fun uh but it is certainly not for everybody i have nights where i play and drink with people who never play board games and they all really like it so that's why it's my number five of the month uh you know who i want to hear from right now let's throw it over uh to carl's corner <laughs> Carl, is that a laugh? Yes. Why? I I just don't think I've ever heard you laugh before. Well, have you seen those things? They look like giant peanuts. My number four game of the month is Hollywood 1947 from Facade Games. Uh, this is a hidden role game, and I think Facade Games overall makes good hidden role games that are easy to get into but actually have a little bit more strategy in them than some hidden role games. You know, they're not just werewolf where you're just accusing people and there's nothing else going on. You know, in a lot of their games, you're playing some cards, you're rolling some dice, you're, you're moving around a board or something like that. And, and this is no different. This sort of fits into their line of hidden role games that are easy to get into but still have some mechanisms to them. Uh, this game is set in Hollywood during the 1947 Red Scare of communism where people were accusing a lot of people in Hollywood of being secret communists. 
So in the game, you are playing as either patriots or communists, and you are trying to influence movies. You are trying to slip propaganda into movies and things like that. Now, I think this game is going to be compared to Secret Hitler, you know, both for the time frame, the time period of the game, and for the antagonistic nature of Hitler and communism. But if I had to pick one, I would pick this one over Secret Hitler. And the reason is because in Secret Hitler, it can get bogged down in the conversations and the debates. And sometimes it lasts, you know, a game of Secret Hitler can last two hours if you're playing with people who want to talk a bunch. This game moves way quicker. You're going to play this game in 20 minutes. There is some accusation, but it moves on very quickly. You're like, are you a communist? I think you might be a communist. Okay, let's play a card. Let's move on. You know, and I like that about it. I like it that it's a hidden roll game where that moves pretty quickly. And I also really like the theme. And the theme comes through in the game. You know, you are, you're, you, you have jobs. You, you're the composer. You're the editor. You're an actor. You're different things. And those are going to get each of you an asymmetric special ability and then you know you have movie posters that come out and stuff like that so it really does feel like that you know sort of 1940s era of hollywood and so i like that about it as well oh we should actually talk to the president of hollywood about this game and see what he thinks this game's got talent this game's going places this game is gonna be a star how do i know because i'm the president of hollywood and i make the stars you might ask am i the president of hollywood today or the president of hollywood from 70 years ago the answer is both because they can't get rid of me the president of hollywood forever my number three game of january is mythic mischief from iv studios this is a break-your-brain puzzly game. Like, the first time I played it, I got crushed because I was just like, what is happening right now? I cannot wrap my head around this game. But the more you play it, the more you figure it out, and it's really intriguing. It is a game, as I mentioned, it's a puzzle game, and you will be moving around a board trying to avoid the Tome Keeper and push your opponent into the path of the Tome Keeper. Yes, it plays three and four players, but I think it's really best at two players. This is a, a two-player abstract game, but with theme involved. You know, there is this sort of mythical library, magical library theme. Uh, and so it, it, if you're somebody that likes games like chess or something like that, I think you will really like this game because it has that abstract move around a board feel. The other thing that's cool is there are a lot of different factions, a lot of different characters in the game, and they are very asymmetric. They all come with their own special abilities and powers. So there's a ton of replay value here because you can explore the different characters and every character is gonna play differently when you're playing them. The other thing that sets this game apart is the production value. IV Studios is insane with their production value, so everything in this is super, super cool. All the miniatures are cool. Everything is cool. This is a game that makes you impressed by board games. I mean, just check out that miniature right there, the actual Tome Keeper. Oh, it looks so cool. That's who we should hear from right now. We should hear from the Tome Keeper. This is my first time appearing in a game 
and they made me the bad guy. Why am I the bad guy? I don't want to be the bad guy. Why do you think you're the bad guy? Well, if you run into me, you lose the game. That's pretty bad. Am I really that uncomfortable to run into? No, no. I mean, you do want to talk about tomes a lot. Well, I am the tome keeper. I mean, it's pretty on the nose. What else do you expect me to talk about? Somebody has to care about these tomes. Who else is going to take care of them? All these wizards and warlocks are doing shenanigans in my library. I got to protect the tomes. My second favorite game of January was Oracalcum from Pandasaurus Games. And this is a dumb name for a board game. Nobody can ever remember it. Everybody's like, Aura what? Huh? What is that word? Yeah, it's, it's not a great name. But thankfully, it makes up for it by being a great game. You know? And if I got to choose between a great name and a great game, I'm going game every time, baby! So this is a really fun game. Oracalcum, by the way, is like the metal used by the gods in ancient Greek mythology. And, you know, yes, that comes through somewhat here, but it's gold. I mean, you're going to call it gold during the game. The little nuggets look like gold. You'll never say Oracalcum again. You'll say gold. Uh, in the game, you are taking a tile and placing it on your board and then using the action of the card that tile was on and then also fighting monsters with dice rolling and stuff like that. It's a cool amalgamation of different mechanisms. But what I really love about the game is this is sort of a perfect weight game for me where there is real strategy and choices, but it is super easy to explain. I could teach this to just about anyone and play it in under an hour, and yet I still feel like there's different avenues to explore, different paths, there's replayability with the strategy in this game. The other thing I like about the game a lot is it is a race to five points. Whoever gets to five points first wins. And at first you're like, oh, I'm never gonna get any points. You know, you go multiple turns of the game with no points and then all of a sudden it ramps up where you've put, you know, you've you've put enough stuff on your board to produce and, and you know, you've built up your engine and so it's like no, no, no points, no points, no points, 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 game done, you know? And so it's a real, you know, it's got a lot of tension to it when you're like, ah, are you gonna get there first or am I? You know, it's, it's uh, I, I just love that sort of race tension aspect of the game. I suppose we should hear from one of those actual, you know, Greek gods that, you know, used Oracalcum or whatever. Hey, I'm Zeus. You're welcome. Hey, did you guys actually use Oracalcum? What? No. That was a word we made up to mess with human beings. Do you guys still use that? I mean, we weren't until this game came out. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. And my favorite game of January was Millie Fury. This is another game with a name that means nothing to me. I what is Millie Fury? I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't really care. You know, you could have called it Flim Flam Flabbergaster and it would have been the same level of connection to me. But the game is so much fun. I don't care what the name is because I have so much fun playing it. This is a, uh, uh, an area majority card drafting game. So every round you are drafting a card and then placing out a diamond and scoring points 
in different ways. And you are always scoring points in this game. That's one of the most satisfying things about it. On one turn, you might score one point. And on another turn, you might score 40 points, but you are always going to score points. It is so satisfying to just be like, ha ha, I'm, I'm, I'm always scoring points, baby. You know, it just, it makes you feel good. There's a racing aspect to the game too, because you are trying to be the first to get your diamonds into certain regions to score bonuses and stuff like that. And that gets you more points. There isn't much theme here. You know, you are glass blowers in Italy or something like that. It, it doesn't matter. You're not playing this game for the themes, you're playing it for the mechanisms and the beauty of the board. When all of these glass tiles get put out on the board, it looks gorgeous, you know? The, the thing I like the most about the game is just how quick turns are all of the time in this game. You know, we all draft, you show your card, you place your diamond, boom, you're done. Draft, card, diamond, boom. You know, it's just, you just, this is one of the few games I feel like I can play it faster than the box says. The box says 60 to 90 minutes. I play this game in 45 minutes all the time. No problem. I love it. You know who I want to hear from right now? Let's actually kick it over to my roommate, Dave. Hey, this game I just played recently. It plays quick. You're putting down tiles. It's triggering bonuses. It's a lot of fun. Millie Fiore, get it today. It kind of rhymes. You know, Millie Fiore, get it today. Bop, bop, ba deep beep, tiles. You guys thought it was going to be me in a costume, but it actually was my roommate, Dave. Comedy comes from the unexpected. That's it for me this month. Those are my top five games of the month. Thanks so much for watching and joining me for this monthly video. As I mentioned, I do it every month here on Rado's channel. I also have my own channel and I do a bunch of stuff on there, including a best games coming to retail video every month. So make sure to go over to my channel and check it out and subscribe. And you know, Rado makes a bunch of other great stuff too. So check out his videos as well. Thanks so much. I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex.